Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about what it feels like when a woman ages, which if you're a woman... I mean, might as well skip unless you want to hear um, more about whether you're normal, which is fun, you know, in its way. So you might as well listen. Um, but if you're a man, it may be very interesting for you because men don't usually think about women's biology, um, nor do women really think about male biology because it's not what you're experiencing. Uh, before that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode is on why your wife doesn't like when you drink. And I am going to have another one coming out soon soon on whatever the spirit moves me to do at that moment. Um, Okay, so let's just dive in. So when you are a woman and you're aging, the aging process really starts um, full throttle in about your 40s. You know, sure, everything's deteriorating. You don't look as hot. Like, you know, when you're you're 39, that's when you're like 19. Obviously, um, you know, things are moving around. You've had kids. Your body's not the same. But, 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 I mean, things really start moving at a quicker pace when you're in your 40s because, as I've discussed, perimenopause can start up to 10 years before menopause. Average age of menopause is 52. So you're talking about the 40s, really. And this is when fertility ebbs, you know. So when fertility wanes is really when we're talking about changes, like real changes. You start to feel a lot more tired. You start to feel more, like, moody your sex drive drops a lot. And I, they used to say that like women's sex drive increases in their 40s. No human mammal's sex drive, no human, no mammal's sex drive increases the older it gets. Like that's just not real. What can be real is that women feel more confident at that stage of the game, which can be a very much a game changer. You know, if previously you you had no idea what your body could do, you didn't know how to have an orgasm, you didn't know how to ask for one, you didn't feel confident enough to tell a man anything in bed, then yes, the older you get, the more confident you get. But it's not like the more responsive your body gets or anything. Again, unless it was very mentally mediated. So an unrepressed 40-year-old woman is going to have better sex than than a Pressed 20 year old woman, but that is, but, but, you know, we're not comparing those. If it's the same woman with the same level of mental lack of inhibition, then of course her body's going to respond differently and her libido is going to be higher the younger and more fertile she is because that is why our body creates a sex drive is for the perpetuation of the species. That's just how, how it is. That's biology. That's evolution. So, when women's sex drive drops, they often feel really bad about it. You know, like this is something that men don't realize as much, you know, like women aren't like, oh, wow, I never want to have sex. Awesome. I get to get so many more chores done. 
that's not it at all. You know, but women are more accepting generally than men of biological changes from what I've seen in my experience because they've gone through so many. Pregnancy, you can't do what you want to do. You have a life in you. You can't even eat sushi. You can't drink. Menstruation comes upon you. You're shocked. Oh, here we go. It's this time of the month already. Oh, fuck. You know, it's like your body's always doing stuff that's outside of your control. So you've just got to accept it. You know, whereas men don't accept it that readily. And so women can generally be more accepting of, oh, I don't have the stamina I used to have for exercise. Oh, I get colder now when I'm outside in the winter. Oh, like my appetite changed. Oh, this, that. You know, I'm not saying that everybody's like, yippee, you know, like uh, I'm so glad that I'm aging. Of course not. But women tend to be more accepting. But of course, they still have grief and wistfulness about being younger. So a woman that really enjoyed having a high libido and being very sexy when she was young it's not like she's going to um, not miss that I mean she's a human being of course she's going to miss it so she's going to be sad about it but in many times she feels what's the point of telling you you're already sad about it she doesn't want to bring up your attention and be like I'm sad that I don't want to have sex with you you know because many men take that super personally and my job and what I'm doing here is to try to help you not take it personally so you can have more open discussions with your spouse about aging and where they are in in their life trajectory and their self-conception and what they do and don't like about aging. So one thing that definitely happens is your libido goes down and that is not wonderful. It's not like women love that or something. It's not like they find it relieving. Some women that always had a lot of ambivalence and were very conflicted about sex, they may in fact find it relieving. But so would a man who has extreme conflict and unresolved issues about sex. Everybody who has unresolved trauma or conflict about sex is going to be relieved to not have a sex drive. But um, for a healthy person who enjoyed being a sexual entity, this is not going to be thought of as wonderful, you know? And so honestly, you probably should have some empathy towards your wife about her libido going down. It's not like she loves it. I've never talked to a woman that's in couples counseling for sexual issues that doesn't wish that she could just snap her fingers and want more sex. They all want that. And like that could be an epiphany for you, honestly, because a lot of men think that the woman doesn't care because she doesn't respond. Like she doesn't respond because like it's like eating when you're not hungry. There's only so much of it that you want to do or that you can do, especially if you don't really have a lot of psychoeducation about um, responsive desire and you were a very high libido woman. The interesting part is very high libido women. Sometimes the transition can be even worse because they were used to having more spontaneous desire, you know, and now they don't have any spontaneous desire and they don't really know about responsive desire because they never really needed it before because they had a lot of spontaneous desire. So a super high libido woman that did experience spontaneous desire a lot like a guy is going to be even more floored and bewildered by her change, right? So this is going to be nothing like what she was when she was young. So what is another aspect of this that doesn't have to do with sex drive? It's general fatigue. So women's energy levels go a lot uh, lower when they are aging. And this isn't, you know, I mean, I was going to say it isn't always just so that I didn't offend people who love to work out and stuff, you know, but it's reality. I mean, you're an aging animal, <laughs> like, you know, like the Philip Roth title of the book, The Dying Animal, like, right, like you're not going to have more energy when you're older. Men have higher levels of testosterone. Testosterone is an energy 
uh, hormone, you know, like it makes you feel good and powerful and strong. Women have much less of that. And some women have zero of that, literally. A lot of us go get tested and it's zero, (laughs) you know? And that doesn't mean that you have no sex drive because sex drive is moderated by a lot of other variables, but you got no testosterone. And testosterone is, you know, if you have more testosterone, you want to go out and lift and run and do lots of things. And if you don't have any anymore, then your energy levels go down. And so a woman that was super active and wanting to do a lot of stuff when she was younger with small children... Uh, she may be a lot more tired and she may have a lot uh, less of a bandwidth for doing stuff, especially late at night. This is like a big one, you know, where women get to a point where they find it really hard to stay out late at night and late could be like 10 or 11, you know, that could be considered very late. And if you are still somebody, if you're partnered with your wife and you are somebody who likes to stay out late and you're like a night owl, then this could, if you don't understand aging, you know, and biology, this could cause a lot of conflict because a lot of guys in this situation feel like the woman is just like giving up and she just like says, fuck it. Well, to some extent she's saying, fuck because she physically doesn't have the strength or like the drive to do certain things anymore, whether that or whether that's, um, you know, running or whether that's sex, like her body isn't the same anymore. And I mean, bone density goes down as women age, like there's like real, real changes. And I talk about a lot of this in my biology, biological, uh, you know, look at women throughout their lifespan. I have a podcast on that and one on menopause. But psychologically, what are some differences well, you don't value the same things. So as women get older, a lot of times they're like, fuck it, I don't care about what society thinks I should look like. And I've talked about this with the menopause thing. I don't feel like um, I should have to take care of everybody all the time. My estrogen, the honey, yes, honey hormone is down. So I don't want to necessarily devote my life to making everybody's favorite snack all the time. They could all take care of their own favorite snack and or not or not eat. I don't care. You know, like that's how a lot of women feel. And so they want to direct their energy elsewhere. They don't feel like you know, just kind of looking like what society says women should look like or doing what society says women should do. And that's fine. You know, what's not fine is if that is basically, you know, means that you're kind of done with being a romantic entity. I mean, that part's fine. You could decide what you want. But like if you're done with being a romantic entity in the world, but yet you also want to stay married and have kind of the same setup, you can't basically say to somebody, I no longer want to um, do anything that is sexual, sensual, or what we previously agreed was considered feminine, but like I still want to stay married, you know, but like they didn't marry that. So like if you're, it would be just like if, you know, if, if a woman was like, uh, I want to, I don't know, uh, I, I, I still want to spend the same amount of money that I always did, you know, and so therefore, like, you have to keep on working way, way past retirement, she would say to her husband. That could be perceived as very unfair to the husband, who very much wants to, uh, you know, change and retire. But most guys are like, well, you know what, like, kind of, she has a point, and so this is why I will save for retirement, or this is why, you know, we have a 401k or something like that. So there's like a compromise. So in terms of like when the woman is like, you know what, I don't feel like dressing up anymore, and I want to cut my hair short, and I want to just go gray, and I want to do whatever, 
it, yeah, like there could be a compromise there with like the stuff that the guy still likes. It can't just be all or nothing or else basically you're basically saying you don't want to really be married anymore. So if you give up every single thing that he ever thought was attractive or, you know, feminine or anything, like all at once out of a philosophical decision that because you're aging, you don't care anymore, then that's just as unfair as if you were you know, a stay-at-home mom for all these years and the implicit contract was that he would make money and then he just said, fuck it, I'm 50 and I don't want to, you know, work ever again. So now we are never going to, you know, have money <laughs> like that. You know, yes, you could say she could go back to work, but the equivalent of that in this situation is saying like she would need to have a whole new identity and so she probably wouldn't want to remain married after that you know, kind of big rupture of him saying, yeah, I'm fine supporting you, I'm fine supporting you, and now I'm done supporting you, like just on a dime, because I want to be. That's kind of how a man feels if a woman is like, fuck it, I all of a sudden I realize I am done with all aspects of sexuality and conventional femininity. That A woman can make that decision, but she just shouldn't expect that it isn't kind of considered to be a gauntlet thrown down and something that's going to be very upsetting to the man. On the other hand, as I talk about all the time, people do change and evolve and grow. And as long as something isn't basically a fuck you to the other partner, you, then it should be something that is, you know, talked about and discussed. And like, for example, the hair thing, it sounds stupid, but like a lot of women decide to go naturally gray and the guy doesn't like it. And so whose decision should this be? Well, anybody in the whole world nowadays would say it should be only the woman's decision. But then again, also everybody in the whole world would say that a man should ask his wife if she likes his haircut. So like kind of why shouldn't it be the same? You know, I mean, I dye my hair all the time. It's a pain in the fucking ass. It's terrible. And I even do it out of a box, you know, so it's not even expensive. And it's still just annoying. But like so... If I don't want to do it anymore, sure, that's my decision, yes, but, like, probably also to be a pal, you know, you should clear it with your spouse, you know, and most people will say fine, but for the few people that say, no, I really like your hair the color that it is, I don't see why that would be, like, a big, like, slap in the face of feminism and not just two people having a conversation around making some compromises. So that is... Now, an unpopular opinion did not used to be, but it is now. But I don't see why, because almost 100% of people would be like, if your wife hates your beard, you should shave it. So, you know, I mean, like, like I mean, how, how could it not be the same? So the reason that I bring it up is because there's a lot of these little compromises that would have to happen as people age. People of both genders, but again, men don't uh, have like the cutoff of menopause after which things do feel very different. With women, it's not as linear. There's frequently a big a big decrease around menopause and there's a lot more biological stuff going on, whereas men have more testosterone to work with. They kind of stay... They, they, men can convince themselves like through their 50s that they're not going to age. Then something happens, obviously. They fall down. They break something. They have some sort of... The doctor says they have high cholesterol. They have a heart attack. Something happens, you know. Nobody stays young forever but men can go like about 10 years past women on like pretending that they're going to be immortal 
so sometimes there's a disconnect here when they're both, let's say, in their 40s and the man feels like he could still live forever and he's in the best shape of his life. And the woman's like, I'm at the stage where I would like to uh, get rid of the artifice of conventional femininity and start going to sleep at eight o'clock and, um, you know, re-examine everything in my life. And by the way, we're not having sex. So, you know, of course, I am exaggerating for humorous effect, but, you know, there has to be some sort of compromise where if the marriage is prioritized, people cannot just uniformly say, whoopsie, like I, you know, I am tired and I am older and I don't want to be a sexual entity anymore. And basically this is what I'm talking about because that's why the men wouldn't like the gray hair. Some men love the gray hair. Young people even dye their hair gray. But the point is, is what it, it means, what it signifies. And frequently what it can signify is I no longer care what you think about my looks. And that's because basically I'm kind of done with whether I care about what you think at all. <laughs> and those things go hand in hand and they also go hand in hand with an unhappy marriage. Because if somebody says, you know, I don't really care what you think about what I look like, what I do, what I think, what I say that's cool, but it's, it, it, that's like how, like, one would feel about, like, you know, a neighbor or something, like, I'm not gonna let my neighbor tell me whether to dye my hair, that makes perfect sense, but if it's like, I'm not gonna let my sexual partner tell me, like, whether they prefer me to look a certain way, then it starts to be a little bit slippery, because I spent all this time, like, literally just did my previous podcast, was do exactly the hygiene routine that your wife would find attractive. Let her tell you exactly, like, what you should do in terms of your hygiene. And then it's like, you can't be like, well, when women age it, you know, they should just kind of do whatever the fuck they want. And, I mean, they shouldn't. No, nobody, not man nor woman, should do whatever the fuck they want within an intimate relationship because that is not how to roll. So there are, <laughs> and by that, I clinically mean that that would not be a healthy and reciprocal and mutual respectful romantic relationship. So you always got a balance in life. There's biological changes that come with age and there's psychological changes that come with age. And these are very, very real. And if you're a man listening, your wife is taking aging probably a thousand times worse than you realize. The loss of her libido, her body looks different. Everything changes. Your hair thins out. Men aren't the only one with hair issues when it comes to uh, aging. Um, but but also, you know, so you have to have a lot, a lot of empathy. But also, if you have a partner that's basically like, okay, I'm old now, no more sex, no more nothing, then is that fair to you? No. And you would have to voice that and or that may not be a compatible relationship anymore. Let me tell you, plenty of women who are like, fuck this shit, you know, I'm done with pleasing men are kind of like relieved if their relationship ends because they don't want to be in the relationship. That's like part of their epiphany about aging is I don't want to put up with this guy's shit anymore. So there's a, that's why great divorce happens and it's more initiated by women. That's divorce when you're older. Because a lot of women are just like, I'm older now. I don't care. I don't want to put up with whatever I feel like I was putting up with before. I don't want to have sex. I just want to be done and live my best life. And there is no harm, no foul with that. It's not a bait and switch. There is nobody who could possibly say that a woman who gets married at age 25 or 35 is going to know how the hell she feels when she's 50, 55. If you think that that's true, then you are living in a dream world. So there's no bait and switch. There's a natural aging process. People act differently in it the biological point uh, aspect of aging hits women very hard usually because of the hormonal changes accompanying menopause 
and there has to be some sort of acknowledgement that one's changing philosophies on aging and what it means for your identity would need to be kind of bounced off the other person in somewhat of a back and forth reciprocal compromising way if you intend to maintain a relationship with another person. If you do not, then just say, you know, I, I want to go my own way. Like I'm kind of done with, with being married and I'm done with this relationship and I'm done with whatever. And there, as, as the statistics show, increasingly women do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, people can change who they are. And if the relationship cannot accommodate it, the only unethical thing is to somehow force somebody to stay in a horrible relationship that they don't want to be in. Um, but if you really have outgrown something, including a core aspect of your nature that is sexuality, then yes, you can be done with a relationship. I mean, you should be, in fact, if the other person still wants a sexual relationship. So that is the part of um, aging that I often see in couples counseling is when one person is pretty much done with sex and the other one isn't. So that's the aspect that I see. All right, so um, I hope that you enjoyed this and please do subscribe. And again, like it's what I'm trying to do is to cultivate different sorts of perspectives on issues. So even if you're like, oh man, I really want to discuss this podcast, I really want to share this podcast with my spouse. If your spouse doesn't want to hear this podcast, you can always initiate your own conversations and say, what do you think about aging? How is aging impacting you? Of course, you still look as beautiful as ever to me, but you know, here's how it's impacting me. Here's what I think about. Here's what I'm concerned about. Here's what I worry about. Do you have any of those thoughts? You know, that would be a nice kind of conversation that people can have as they are getting older so that they can understand each other's inner world and thoughts about the aging process, something which comes to all of us. All right. Bye-bye, guys.